Hi listeners, I'm Z. And I'm Ash. And welcome back to Mistakes in the Making. Episode 8! Yeah, we've not quit yet! (laughs) (laughs) Well, ladies and the one gentleman that listens to this podcast, you may have heard the saying, looks can be deceiving. Well, it's true, and a prime example of that is Instagram. The app started off in 2010 as a location check-in app where you could, like, post a photo of yourself at various locations, but... Eventually, it morphed into the photography-centric app that it is today. Hmm. The idea behind it kind of was that it was supposed to be a virtual photo album that you could look back at through the years. Um, But I don't know if the founder's goal has actually been achieved. I don't really think that the notion that it's just, you know, a digital photo album is really... Okay, I think the argument that it is one is pretty flawed. Yeah. Any guess why, Ash? Ah, where to begin? Just one point, like the biggest point in your mind. Well, I think photo albums are typically supposed to be more like naturally candid, whereas when it comes to Instagram, I feel like one's feed is more like specifically and almost fakely curated most of the times. I fully agree with that. But here's the thing. I think curation is a symptom, not the problem. So my argument is that the main difference between Instagram and a photo album is that albums are private. You have to physically choose who you want to display the photos to. But on Instagram, it's such a public platform that you invite your friends, family, and even like total strangers to like and comment on your photos. And it's because of like just the likes and comments that it's become more important to stage a photo than to showcase an authentic memory. Yeah, yeah. So people, and by people, I mean me, (laughs) often take like a hundred photos just to get that one good Instagram-worthy photo. Like there's so many times where I'm just walking down the street or like in a new city and I'm like, oh, this is a cute place. And then accordingly in my head, I plan an outfit so I can go back there with a quote unquote look and then just get a good photo for Instagram. And I think that was genuinely most of my 2018. Mm. So I don't know. I Sometimes I feel like a fraud because I feel like I fabricate pleasant memories through my feed. Like I'm, it's so much of just me being smiley and happy when in reality it was like, oh, this is a bit of a nightmare. Do you ever feel that way? Um, yeah, I did initially when I joined, not gonna lie. Um, that was three years ago, which I guess is quite recent. But mm-hmm. I don't know, I never really felt social media was for me. But then at some point, I was like, yeah, I just have to conform. Like, I can't not be on Instagram anymore. So one day, I just decided to make my profile. And I guess everyone who I followed, I tried to like emulate the aesthetic and vibe and just I don't know, feed into that Instagram etiquette. So I guess I just started to pose for pictures and like felt the need to want to take pictures specifically for Instagram. But I guess like through the years, um, stuff changes. And now I feel like I don't think I go like out of my way to get a picture for Instagram specifically anymore. But, like, if it works for someone, yeah. then great. I think like today, there's, like, this narrative where people are, like, more comfortable talking about how they, like, pose for Instagram and it's more normalized. But when we were teenagers, it really wasn't. Like, mm-hmm. I genuinely, when I was, like, 15, 16, I would see, like, women like Alexis Ren and I'd be like, wow, that's so cool, living such a cool life. So one day when I was 15, I met this girl and now she has, like, 100,000 followers on Instagram 
And yeah, and she told me about her Instagram and I saw it and I was like, wow, your photos are so pretty. You're so photogenic. And she literally told me, no, all my photos are staged. And that was like a mind blowing concept to me. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, no, I plan out everything. So I plan the outfit, I plan the background and that's how I take my photos. And I thought that that was insane. But also I thought that that was a skill that very few people possessed. And I do think very few people possess that back in the day yeah so many people would just like go to a party take a photo and they post it on instagram even if it meant having like someone sneezing in the background they didn't care now i think everyone kind of developed that skill everyone has like a little bit of a photographic eye and wants to like post a photo with visual intrigue Mm -hmm. which isn't a bad thing in terms of art but it is a pretty crazy thing in terms of like memories yeah, definitely. Um, it's funny you mention art because I feel like on the one hand, for many people, their feed is like their self-portrait and art in terms of what they create and how they want to shape their portrait. But I guess I'm still exploring the difference between that and art that has art's discourse backing it, well, I guess. Well, you studied art, so could you like elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I guess I could speak from personal experience. Um, I recently made a quote-unquote public art account that is separate to my private one. And on that, I guess it's more about creating my visual archive with an artistic context to it rather than an archive of almost like narcissistic images of myself, um, which is on my private account. And I feel like maybe that's not art to me it's just an edited curation of my physical self and I guess although I was happy with my decision to create two accounts because I guess it's more freeing in terms of the kind of content I want to post um I somehow question that decision to have like two separate ones at a time it's almost as though I'm switching between two alter egos rather than posting my whole self to one feed which can get tricky at times. But I guess it's about finding what you're comfortable with and what your boundaries are in terms of what you want to share and who you want to share it with and how much of yourself you want to put in. Because sometimes I'll just take like a couple of months off posting anything or even checking the app. Um, I don't know. I think it keeps changing with one's mood. But yeah, coming back to the point, I guess who's to say what's art and what isn't I guess it's what you want it to be and yeah I mean you can interpret it in any way I fully agree with that I don't have the same experience as you I check the app fairly regularly but not as much as some people I know but I did notice that like my Instagram has so many photos of just me in it and it kind of disgusts me I'm very upset with myself but I also feel like with every single photo at least like the last easily hold on let me just do the math with like the last 24 photos at least I had taken at least 50 images for each one that I posted and I feel like a lot of my friends don't have the time or patience to kind of do that much because you kind of have to like plan it you know you have to like dedicate like three hours in a day to be like okay let's look ready and let's do nice makeup and let's meet at a good location and then have someone else take photos of us for a long time. And I don't think any of my friends have that kind of patience. So that's why I feel like it's all just me. Like, I'm literally looking at one of my photos. So um, I just sent it to you on Instagram. 
there's this photo of me from 2017 where I genuinely think I looked so pretty and it's like not retouched or anything. It just has like a vintage-esque filter on it. Um, And it's me standing wearing like an off-the-shoulder top with my hair a little bit messy and red lipstick. And and I'm standing by some trees and there's the Golden Gate Bridge behind me because I was in the Bay Area at the time. Um, And that honestly was such a chore. It took me, no joke, like an hour and a half to get that one photo. It's actually such a wild story because... My cousin and I were taking an integrated biology class and we had to study the winds at the Golden Gate Bridge and um, the ocean current underneath the bridge. So we like went to San Francisco, took a train, then like got a little bit of food and then we were like, okay, let's go to the bridge. And then right before the bridge, there was like this viewing point with like a very aesthetic view. And we went there and we actually spent the entire time there. And then sunset happened and we realized, oh God, we've not worked on our bio project at all. And yeah. (laughs) And then I just went to like fake the whole project. And I think I did really badly. And that was the worst I've ever gotten in a class. (laughs) Yeah, safely, we didn't do well. (laughs) I guess it's good to experience these things at some point in your life. Um, but yeah, I have a question for you. Um, what do you is the distinction between wanting to pose to get a good picture um, and wanting to pose to get a good picture specifically for Instagram and posing, having that in your mind? Because um, I guess there's a fine but like evident line. <sighs> I don't know. I think 2017, 2018, I got very into Instagram almost unhealthily. Um, And I would basically, if I went out one day and I, no matter what I looked like, I would just try and like take a photo. I didn't care. I just like put makeup on hardly um, because I thought the location and lighting was good and I thought that I wouldn't be able to recreate it another day. So I would like really try to get a photo. And then if I didn't get a photo that I liked, I would still force myself to post something because I was like, look, I've gone through so much effort. I need to be able to post today. Yeah, yeah. Which was kind of horrible of me, honestly. But it is what it is. But don't be so hard on yourself because I feel like all of us have been there at some point in time. And I guess it isn't a bad thing because over time you learn what boundaries work for you and what you're more comfortable with doing at that time, you know, and I guess it's always changing and maybe it's just trying Mm -hmm. to find a balance between all these things and finding the right spot. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like balance is definitely important, but I overcorrected in 2019 because I was so done with just like posting that I literally posted like three things that whole year. I genuinely just didn't care. And I was like, forget it. It's too much of an effort. But I have to say, I think I was very influenced by influencers. Like I'd see all these Ah, really beautiful people on Instagram. And I was like, you know what? I can be one of those beautiful people too. And who did I think I was? Honestly, I'm looking at her feet and I'm like, who is she? What is she doing? Fair. But I feel like for an influencer, they're almost like creating an appealing public persona whatever feeling means um with a specific goal mm-hmm. in mind which is to get people to like or relate to them and follow them um which sort of puts them on like a different tangent almost than like a personal feed maybe 
I don't know about that though, because I've heard that influencers are genuinely some of the most insecure people, and they just like hide it well. But of if you course, really think yeah. about it, there have been so many big time influencers who then come out after like a year and two, and they say, "Oh, I was actually anorexic during this point of time," like Alexis yeah. Ran, or yeah. they talk about like the depression and the pressure that they feel when it comes to social media. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it can be really toxic when you don't have the right mindset and attitudes towards it or if you give it too much importance. But when you're an influencer, it's basically your income. So it has to have a lot of importance. Yeah, I guess then the goal becomes to make money and continue earning. Mm-hmm. But here's my question for you then. Yeah. Um, My question for you is that why do we as people look at influencers and then try and imitate them? I mean, it's in the name, influencers. They are definitely influencing us. But why? Well, I think on the more basal level, um, we want to be entertained, challenged, and sometimes inspired, and to just be able to relate. But where I think it becomes dangerous territory, and I think that's what you're talking about, is Mm. when they sort of become to us a role model um, which may not always be a bad thing but when it treads on that territory of something we look up to and begin to emulate in order to fulfill our want to feel loved and appreciated or given attention and praised much like them I think it just becomes an unhealthy and like consuming fixation um, which is a problem then I guess Uh, that's what it is also, yeah, I have another question for you. Um, you recently changed your profile from a private to a public one. So I guess I just want to know if you feel any difference in the way you approach your profile now or even view your older posts or what you'd want to share in the future. When I went public, I was really scared. Uh, I suddenly was aware about all the eyes on me and I felt like there was an imbalance of power because... Like, I wouldn't be able to follow them, but they could suddenly see so much about me. But then I also felt like a layer of safety because I'm like, they don't actually know the real me. They're seeing this curated, happy, perfect version of me. That's like 99% of the time I'm at home in my pajamas with my dog, just like living life. Yeah. And then the one time I actually put on makeup, I feel like I have to post it on Instagram because otherwise it's like a waste of makeup. Mm. (laughs) But... Yeah, so I don't really, I was scared, but then suddenly I was like, no, 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 I'm not that scared. They can't really, like, you know, see me. Some of my friends actually have pretty public accounts and they have, like, you know, 4,000, 5,000 followers. And I was like, wait, how do they have, like, public accounts, but still, like, you know, deal with, like, comment sections? And I saw their comment sections, really, and I was like, wait, random people are, like, commenting, wow, so beautiful, bio emoji, and or, like, so pretty you are, and I'm like, oh my god, I, I, that makes me feel very uncomfortable, because it's one thing if someone I don't know likes my photo, but if they comment, I'm giving them direct access to say something about my life. Yeah, so true. I guess it all just comes down to what you're at ease with, and that can range from being super, super private, and not having too many posts or followers, or on the other extreme, being super open and public about everything you do and not minding any comments that come your way um I guess it's all about just finding your spot within this range and yeah and I guess that's easy to say when you have experience I guess it can get tricky for like teenagers or young adults like us because 
maybe the decisions you make and boundaries you have now may not always feel right exactly um, and i guess it could help to be prepared for a change if it does happen and not like dwell yeah. over things too much and rethink your previous choices because i guess it was right for you at the time but just instead like go with the flow and maybe just not take it so seriously um one day you feel like doing something the other day that just might not feel right and i feel like that's completely okay um for me personally right now i think i'm really just like wary around strangers and don't want to share too much um but i also say this while recording a podcast uh, <laughs> well i am contradicting myself then but i guess i don't know it's something to think about that's a really dangerous idea but it's so valid and i really think that i need to think about this more so maybe we'll talk about it later in a future episode I guess, yeah. Well, so we've spoken a lot of rubbish about Instagram and we have really just like, you know, it's been so negative about the platform, but that begs the question, why are people on it? Well, I would say is that Instagram has evolved from a photo sharing app to a tool, a tool for business, a tool for communications, and people actually earn a living from it. So, I think they are doing Instagram right. Like say what you will, but if someone no matter what they're doing, if they're like doing crazy pranks or like just posting really like aesthetic cute photos or even posting like bikini photos, yeah. They are still earning a living from it and that is something that's so commendable. In today's day and age, you kind of have to be your own brand and Instagram is easily one of the best tools to brand yourself. So we came across this one influencer who's like an honest influencer who honestly has used social media to her advantage in many many ways without really being one of those women who is kind of like oh I'm just like a natural aesthetic person like she keeps it real. Do you want to talk about her mm-hmm. a little bit? How did you find out about her? Um, I mean through you. What's her name again? Uh- Oh my god, are you really going to do this? Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Eva Louise and she's like a Dr. Phil girl. She's like part two of the Cashmere side girl. And yeah, if anyone's lost right now, pause us and just stalk her social media. Her account is really crazy. Like she's just like half naked in all of them, <laughs> but she's very honest about it. There's one photo of her in a sports bra and underwear and she is like in the middle of a forest or something and her caption is just kind of like, oh, I swear I didn't hike with no pants on. I took my pants off for this photo because I like sexually objectifying myself. And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) She keeps it real. (laughs) Yeah, which I really appreciate. Regardless of what one may think about her, she's not pretending to be someone she's not. And... That's so much better than having everything you post be a sham. Um, shout out to Kendall Jenner and her proactive campaign. But yeah, she's also found a way to make money and fund her life. So I guess she's a All business sugar daddy's woman. money, but at least she's honest about her sugar daddy money. But a little <laughs> bit of a summary about that Kendall Jenner situation. Basically, she would go on Twitter and be like, I have something very important to share with the world. Tune in tomorrow. And everyone was like, wait, is she going to talk about her anxiety, her mental health? Because she made it seem like it was hella important. And then instead, she posted a video about how she had pimples one day and she went on a red carpet and paparazzi took photos of her pimples and she felt sad. 
and then she used proactive which is some kind of ointment and it magically disappeared and now she's amazingly happy and i'm like yes kendall get the bag but don't say it's because of proactive it's easily because of the millions you spend on your dermatologist Ugh, influencers oh by the way um I know we've spoken a lot about like influencers and how they can be a little bit toxic in our previous recordings that the public will never hear of. But <laughs> if anyone wants like a good, healthy account to follow, follow Jamila Jamil. She's genuinely one of the best people out there. And she like calls out Khloe Kardashian and all for their toxicity and those rubbish flat dummy teas and stuff. Yeah, follow people that have a positive impact on you. And if you don't, just try and ignore what the algorithms feed you, I guess. And yeah, boundaries and comfort always. And I guess just don't be so hard on yourself, you know. We're all in the same boat. And I really feel like the elation or disappointment felt by the number of followers, likes, and appreciation you get will all fade one day like a proper black mirror episode um so yeah just make sure you're happy with yourself and keep that happiness around you um that's it really also side note i know we said we'd do an episode on the new wave of indian cinema but sometimes you just gotta go where the wind takes you and i'm glad it took us here today Honestly, that was just really well said. See, guys, every time I try and wrap up, it turns into a mess. So thanks, Ash, for like just summarizing everything perfectly. Well, we're back to our serious ways, and I'm so glad. And with that, I love you guys all so much, and you'll be hearing from us next week. Bye.